Welcome to Chapter 4, Life and Looking Forward. We may repeat something here, but that's okay. Since your injury, what new belief, behaviour or habit has most improved your life? Yeah, um, I, I just I, I just think it's a growing confidence that I can do things for myself that will, will make a difference. Yeah. So a good example of a habit is I now walk to the post office every day. Yeah. So I could drive, I drive past the post office two or three times a week. I could easily stop the car and pick up the mail. Instead, I walk every day and have a chat to the people that are at the post office, come home, and I'm moving. And so I'm adding to how much movement I do in a day. Yes. In the past five years, I've gone from doing very very little to, you know, post the pay management program. Now, not being afraid of bending down and picking stuff up, of carrying things, of helping people. Um, and it's that decatastrophizing and fear of movement and stuff that uh, I've let go. And so by incorporating movement and more activity, that's become normal now. Yeah. Whereas what was normal was people would see me lying down with a hot water bottle on my back. Now I did that for many hours every day. I don't do that at all now. And if you do have pain flare-ups, I'm not sure whether you do or you don't now, what do, what do you do? Ah, that's a good question because in October, on the 6th of October 2019, I married Kay. Yes. And about four weeks before the wedding... I had a flare-up. Okay. My right leg that's responsible for the accelerator pedal and the brake pedal. Pretty important leg. Stopped working. Couldn't drive. It was in that much pain that I couldn't put enough pressure on the brake pedal. And, I, yeah, I do have hydraulic brakes, so it doesn't need much. But I just could not drive. Yeah. And I hit the panic button because, my goodness, you know, we've got four weeks to go to the wedding. Um, what's going on here? So what I did differently this time was that I phoned a friend. Yes. So I phoned, phoned a close friend of mine and she said, Trevor, do you think you might be a bit stressed? So, duh, I hit my full head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Kay and I were... Kay's a chef, and so she was organising the catering for the wedding. <laughs> and we had a, a whole lot of friends that were going to help contribute. You know, someone was going to bring a salad, someone was going to do this, someone was going to – but we had to pull it all together and plan it. And, um, you know, chefs are great at being able to serve something up out of nothing in five minutes, but – plan a big event and involve other people, it's 
you know, so there was a bit of stress going on, but I hadn't realised it. Yeah. I was just going through the motions of trying to get all this coordinated and, you know, coordination and planning is something that I, that I do and I don't cope terribly well when it's all disorganised. And um, so when this friend mentioned to me, asked me the question, you think you might be a bit stressed, just the realising that, yeah, that's going on. Maybe that's having a bit to do with this leg. So I went off and saw a physio who I know has good pain science stuff. He got me moving um, and I understood that I wasn't causing the tissue. It wasn't a tissue damage thing that was going on. It was a flare-up. And so that took the heat out of it. I yes. calmed down. Um, and I was able to walk down the aisle with no dryness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was good. Could you describe your life day-to-day now and um, to contrast it with how we started, also just rate your quality of life, you know, how, where you'd rate that now? Yeah, well, the easy thing, the quality of life question is, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. So... You know, I married him in a new relationship. Um, we we have a completely different life together than than I had before. Um, so that's quality of life is great. What's different for me is that I've started to reflect back on the change that's happened in my life in the last five years, and and to step it up another level. Um, and what that means is that I'm now doing stuff today. There's no way I would have even considered doing a few years ago. Yes. So I'm not worrying about driving a bit more than I used to drive or sitting. Like we've been sitting for a couple of hours and it's not been a, a drama. Um, and I've just taken on a full-time job. Um, I love the work. Um it's working with people doing service coordination in, in the disability field. It's also working with complex clients. So there is an embedded level of stress and drama in what's going on in their life. Um, you know, life's very challenging for those participants, and I understand that. And that, that has the risk of... Drifting into escalating drama and uh, stress in my life, just just by you know taking on what's going on for them might change what's going on for me. Absolutely. Um, and so I'm working in an office. I'm sitting, um, talking on the phone a lot. There's no way I would have considered doing what I'm doing now in terms of sitting at a computer for a long period of time and other stuff a few years ago, but we now understand through pain science that the mechanics of how we sit and move doesn't contribute to pain at all. So, uh, you know, this whole thing, you've got to have the right posture. Um, So I can take that knowledge and test it out because, you know, I don't have the perfect posture and... um, I don't even think about it. I just do what I need to do. Now, I've felt, what's been interesting, I've felt pain in my low back again. Um, But it hasn't been 
um, all the time. It's been occasional. So just keeping an eye on that, just playing with that and being confident that I know what to do and being relaxed about it, but also testing out how much can I increase my activity uh, without causing a catastrophic failure of, you know, because in the old days I would have thought that my back would be completely stuffed and I'd be, you know, which would determine me lying down and staying still rather than giving new things a go. Yeah. So that's where things are moving for me. And it's working out. Any next steps or things you're still sort of pushing for? The big, big issue that we talked about before, about red flags Mm -hmm. in clinicians, I would love for consumers or people experiencing persisting pain to really get that and to apply it. So if they see trouble coming to run away. So while trouble coming, I mean somebody that's going to give them an approach that's just purely biomedical focused. Mm-hmm. If they see that far enough off, they can almost not pick up the phone and make an appointment. Or they can ask some questions and go, whoa, I'm not going there. Um, where else can I go? I would love for more people to use that, which is going to mean that clinicians are going to have to start thinking a bit more about what they offer to people that have persisting pain. Um, Because it is complex work. We have complexity in our lives. It's challenging. It requires a different approach. Uh, But if we're fair income about making a difference in people's lives and helping them to manage their pain themselves, then we have to put that investment in as clinicians and give give it time to work out. Otherwise, we're just going to have someone for 20 years. I mean, I've got a weekly massage. I haven't had a massage for five years. Yeah. Has it seen an increase in pain? Not at all. On... $6,000 $6,000 a year better off. I'm $30,000 better off for not having that treatment that wasn't making any difference to my pain. Yeah. But I gave it a good red-hot go when I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was nice. But in terms of giving me better function, it didn't work out. So I would love to see people be a little bit more wise in the choices that I make when when it comes to getting help for their persisting pain. Yeah. And I would love clinicians to adapt and change what they deliver. And if they can't deliver social and psychological aspects, I'd I'd really hope that they have an understanding of that and say what I'm offering is not going to help that person. It might help somebody else with a different problem, but I've got good people I can refer you to. Yes. Rather than take it on and just put someone in a holding pattern where their pain increases and doesn't resolve. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Any final thoughts for those listening, for anyone who might be still in that dark place and and feeling a bit trapped, what would you say to them? What I would say is that chronic pain 
is complicated. It does put you in a poor place with your thinking. That let's be real about that. That it's tough. It's relentless. It can take over your whole life. It took over my life. Yeah. I I made a decision to have a life even if it meant more pain because I was in pain anyway. And what I discovered was that by having a life, I reduced pain. Um, So my message to someone in that dark place is that, yes, to start with, I respect and understand completely how tough it is, that I believe there is a way out. And instead of staying isolated and alone, reach out and, and start connecting with people who can journey with you and help you through because doing it on your own isn't a good career move. I tried that. Uh, nearly finished me off. Um, I'm glad that I learned a different way, really, and and that different way can make a difference not only to your life but also to your pain. Fantastic. Well, look, thank you very much, Trevor. It's been um a real pleasure catching up and listening to your story and it's fantastic again just to sort of to see that contrast between where you were which just sounds unimaginable and um yeah it's hard to imagine sort of seeing much hope at that point and then just seeing where you are now and and everything that you're doing um not only in your own life and with your beautiful uh new bride Kay but um but also in how you contributing to other people's um, improvement of their pain and their lives. So um, thank you very much. Thanks, Robbie. been great to sit down and, and just think about all of this stuff again. So appreciate what you're doing. It's wonderful. Hey guys, it's Robbie again. I'll have show notes on everything we talked about this episode on the podcast website. There's a link in the podcast description, along with a full transcript if you find that easier to follow along or to find what you need. I do need to highlight that neither I nor any of the people that I've interviewed on this podcast are medical professionals. The advice and learnings which we share during our discussions are not medical advice and should be considered and reviewed in consultation with a trusted medical professional prior to being acted upon. These are simply our learnings from our experiences. Take what is valuable and leave the rest. Next episode, we'll change things up and I'll share my story of recovering from post-concussion syndrome. It took me over seven years, but hopefully by sharing my learnings with you, we can get you back to full health again in a fraction of that time. Until then... I wish you courage and energy on your own journey forward. Thanks for listening.